<laughs> I forgot my water. Um, <laughs> we are live. Sabaho, everybody. Hope you're doing well. Um, Eldrosa, I'm, I'm, I do apologize. I am a little bit late. Uh, <laughs> episode 90. Um, dude, uh, Donald, definitely. Uh, thank you very much. I, first and foremost, I didn't realize it, but we're getting close. We're creeping up very close, um, to the hundredth episode of the podcast to the Saturday morning with tech. It is episode 90 on this September 25th, 2021. And uh, today, actually, it was a little bit of a surprise. I, I wasn't sure this was actually going to show up in time. This is the Infinix Zero X. Um, it's the latest Infinix product that was released, I think, not that long ago. It came out about a few weeks ago. This is uh, finally in the studio. And, of course, I also got it access to uh, the brand new Infinix XE25. Uh, this, by far, I would say the most unique pair of true wireless earbuds that I've received. Uh, one thing you probably can see right there on the box it actually has a little bit of an LED display that tells you exactly what the percentage of the battery is on each earbud. So definitely looking forward to checking it out. We're going to do a quick unboxing of that, and we're going to talk a little bit. Um, we have Brandon Miniman in the chat. Hey, good morning, Brandon. Hope you're doing well. Uh, as you guys know, Brandon Miniman from XDA. Uh, and of course, uh, we have Greg. We have Jeff. Definitely. Hey, man. Hope you're doing well. El Jefe Reviews. Um, Jeff, hope you have a fun um, next week. It's going to be uh, Vit Summit, so a lot of people are going to be in town. And I'm um, looking forward to hearing some stuff uh, from uh, El Jefe. Hopefully, a lot of good things. Um, Ahmed is in the chat. Uh, <laughs> I am a little bit late. I do apologize. Sorry. Um, it's um, It was a little bit of a challenge. I'll say this much. It was a little bit of a challenge this morning. Um, we had a um, an event that was going on from uh, with my son. He's having a swim meet. And I was with the family, so I had to go over there. And we had, we were doing it last night as well as this morning. So I did dug out of that that event. My wife is covering the, the rest of it. I got a chance to see him do his first swim. And then there's a couple more going on. So uh, running a little bit late, but uh, definitely uh, <laughs> always, always appreciated uh, that you guys are taking time of your day to hang out with me on this Saturday again. Uh, and if I'm not mistaken, this is the last Saturday of September. September is pretty much fully wrapped up a little bit. Um, today, so I want to talk a little bit about the Infinix, uh, the Zero X, but I also want to talk a little bit more about the Pixel 6 and Pixel 6 Pro. Uh, a lot of conversations have been going on. A lot more information is coming out. Uh, obviously, Google is not hiding the design of the device. Uh, they have uh, you know, a display in New York. Uh, there was a hands-on video that leaked some specifications as well as, uh, well, many specifications, I mean like a benchmark that was run on it. Uh, we know more, obviously, about the Tensor architecture that we, you know there's going to be two prime cores going on there. But the main thing that I'm really interested about is when they started to talk about the camera setup, um, XDA posted an article that I want to talk to you guys a little bit about. And um, definitely very interesting uh, approach to what we're seeing here with the camera setup that's going on with the brand new Pixel 6 and 6 Pro. Uh, so Russ is asking a good question, actually. TK, are you going to get the Pixel, uh, the, uh, the, the, uh, the Duo 2? So on Thursday during my live chat with Juan, uh, we had a chance to discuss, obviously, we actually had a, quite a bit of discussion over the Duo 2, which is Microsoft's latest announcement. It's the successor to the Duo that was essentially uh, Microsoft's first attempt to provide as a, a display or a device that has a, an articulating hinge on it that allows you to basically open it up all the way, make it into a, basically a full book, uh, book style. So that was last year. Finally, Microsoft announced it and pre-orders went live. I... I'll be very frank with you guys. The reality is that my budget right now is very tight, especially after the Samsung. I'm going to say these Samsung uh, onslaught of things that I uh, that I end up having to purchase. Because as you guys know, there are some things that we purchase, some devices that are sent to us to review. Uh, but unfortunately, when we do purchase things, that we need, kind of have to start planning for certain things coming up in the near future. So unfortunately, I did not pre-order uh, the Duo 2. But Juan and I talked about it, and we were thinking about probably doing a uh, kind of like a collaboration that we did last year. Last year, we did a swap where 
Now, obviously, we don't have a note this year. That's something else also we can talk about. Uh, but we did an exchange between uh, Juan Carlos and myself where we were able to basically uh, swap it for about a couple of weeks or so. I think it ended up being about a month almost. And I had a chance to use the Duo. So my hope is that we'll be able to do the same thing with the Duo too. So it'll be a nice little collaboration. Um, this is obviously in addition to what we did in the past, which was the DAC challenge that we did recently. So uh, I wanted to, but unfortunately, I don't have... Because I, have to, I think at the base price with taxes is about $1,750. And they, if I'm not mistaken, I didn't see anywhere where you were able to trade in any devices. So therefore, there was no way for me to reduce the price of that device. So it, it would have had to have been $1,800. On the fold, um, as well as with the flip and all of those things, I was able to do trade-ins, which helped me a little bit break down the price. So you kind of have to worry about, look at it in that way. So my thing is essentially is uh, since I'm able to work it with Juan and I know he's going to be getting it, I figured let's go ahead and leverage that between the between each other. And then at that, this point, it'll leave a little bit more uh, for budget for me in case for some reason or another, if we're not able to get our hands on through, you know, either like some kind of a device, uh, you know, um, if we're not able to get our hands on on the Pixel 6 and 6 Pro, I want to be able to have enough money to buy one. So that's mainly the biggest thing. And I'm pretty sure based on the amount of information that we have right now with all of the advertising that Google's doing uh, with the fact that we're starting to see some more information come up. Uh, the fact is that the design has been confirmed uh, and also because Android 12 is pretty much a solid device at this point, or basically a solid, uh, you know, release, even though it's in beta, I feel like we're very close and I'm talking about weeks and not talking months uh, of when uh, pixel six and pixel six pro as well as Android 12 will be announced. So uh, for that reason, I'm kind of, kind of focused on that one a little bit. Uh, Matt Tyler's in the chat, man. Pixel 6 Pro and, uh, and 6 remind me of the Nexus 6P. Um, uh, I love the design and I can't wait to test them out myself. Uh, for sure, for sure. The design on the back is very much reminiscent. And I think the, the appeal of what we're seeing here is the fact um, that it's actually featuring a, a sensor. So it's this GN1 sensor that we've seen, the 50 megapixel sensor. This is literally one of the best sensors on the market right now, and very few devices have it. Uh, the, the Mi 11 Ultra is the, one of the only devices that I have access to that have that, that sensor in it. And I really love how um, Xiaomi has been able to put in uh, their spin on it and their, uh, their basically camera uh, science and color science in there. But I also want to see what Google can do with it. This is also one of the biggest things that we've seen in, uh, in recent years is that Google basically moved away from using the 12 megapixel sensors, the, the 12 the, the, the 12 megapixel sensor that they've used, uh, you know, somewhat year over year. We're seeing some differences. There's also going to be some differences in the front facing camera between the six and the six pro where there's an eight megapixel sensor on the six. And an, uh, I think it's a 12 megapixel sensor on the front facing camera for the six pro. So. We'll talk a little bit about that. But yes, very much, uh, very excited. I'm glad to have you on the chat, Matt. It's been a while. Uh, welcome, welcome back. Uh, Greg, again, is with us here. Definitely very nice. Uh, so here, YouTube Studio, uh, YouTube Studio, YouTube, uh, sorry, YouTube Studio, YouTube, sorry. Uh, just saying, why is the OnePlus, why is OnePlus dead now? Uh, what do you think about the uh, about OnePlus after Carl Pay uh, left the company? So we'll say this. I, I don't necessarily, I wouldn't necessarily say that OnePlus is dead. I think OnePlus as a company is evolving. And OnePlus as a company is moving into reaching what they ultimately wanted to do when they first started. They didn't want to just start to be a small company. Every company wants to grow. They want to be able to, you know, add more uh, devices, uh, expand, and then go into other markets and so on. So OnePlus right now is in a interesting, they made an interesting decision. And they basically said that the OnePlus 9T, 
that's basically what we were expecting at the end of this year um, to not be released. So in the US, or at least in the markets where the 9 and the 9 Pro were released, and I'm not specifically talking to the markets where the 9R was released, because there is a little bit of a conversation there. They're not releasing a secondary device. We know that the 9R, for the most part, is an upgraded OnePlus 8T from 2020. So there's also there that point of reference. And that was released roughly around the same time as the OnePlus 9 and the 9 Pro. So for all intents and purposes, I think this is a good move. I think OnePlus is realizing that the 9T wouldn't really bring much to the conversation. Also, there's that, you know, the chip shortages. And the fact of the matter is, it's better to focus on what you currently have on the market than it is to bring in another device that kind of takes precedence over the two that you released earlier in the year. So do we really need a 9T? I'm I'm a little bit on the fence on that one. I probably would say not necessarily. Um, Typically, what the 9T or the T series of devices, OnePlus typically produces one of the features that will be kind of a hint into the next year's version of the OnePlus series. So uh, we've seen when we first saw the 65 watt charging that came on the OnePlus 9 on the T series. Uh, When we first saw the 60 watt, uh, the 30 watt charging and even jumping over to faster technologies that also went over there. Um, But they also typically don't run the latest and highest specs. They'll have the latest SOC, but not necessarily the best quality display. So typically a 1080p panel, maybe 120 hertz, depending on the year that you're looking into it. So the reality of the matter, I don't think there was much for them to be able to put put into the T-series this year that would have made it that unique. I also think that it's better for them to focus on the 9 Pro and the 9 that are selling quite well, and they already have a good market share uh, of those devices. So I think the decision to not produce a T in the in this in these markets, I think that's a good decision. But there's also rumors that the 9R is going to have a T series. So in the beginning, the 9R was kind of like its own. It was a first R series that they released. And now what we're seeing here is just an approach to providing uh, more specific markets, uh, that specific specification. The R wasn't released internationally. It was specifically released in Asia. So the the areas that are receiving the that are receiving the R, sorry that have the R are, are going to benefit from having a T-series because then, then they'll have their own version. So my hope is, of course, we'll maybe see some Nord development in the U.S. Maybe the Nord 2 can come to the U.S. There may be other conversations. Uh, not having a T doesn't necessarily necessarily end the conversation. So to your, to your comment there, I probably would say is they're still doing well. They're, they're definitely evolving. Uh, there obviously the software conversation is changing. We know that Color OS and, and Oxygen OS at it, at their base will from now on be based on the same code, uh, meaning for the most part it's based on Oxygen OS and uh, sorry Color OS and Oxygen OS is going to be more of a skin of customizations on top of that to provide us OnePlus's version of the software. So we're not losing it, but we're going to get a slightly different flavor. So I think OnePlus is evolving, and uh, there's obviously some more synergy that needs to happen. Carl Pay leaving, I think for the most part, gave um, you know the company a little bit more focus into being able to merge a little bit. I think maybe Carl, again, we know with nothing, he's, he's focusing on his own products. He's trying to move over with that. So there's a lot of things going on. Um, I do miss having him having him on board, of course, uh, but it is obviously you know the direction that OnePlus wants to go, and it sounds like it's still a, a really good uh, experience. Uh, Oppo, of course, as a company, is doing really good. Uh, we have uh, still one of my favorite devices, the Find X3 Pro. And again, just we need to see what they what they bring us, of course. Uh, Greg still has his his, uh, his uh, Nexus 6P, of course, running Android 11. Um, horizontal camera phones are iconic, i.e. the S10, the LG P60, uh, and of course, the Pixel 6 Pro. I, they're going to be amazing. I, I I don't doubt it. Russ Russ hit hit that one on right right on right on the point. 
of course. Um, <laughs> okay, Matt's gonna duck out. Um, hope you're doing well, man. Of course, um, we gotta we gotta set some time up, Matt. If you're still watching, uh, to be able to play some games. I know my schedule's been a little bit crazy. When you get on, I'm literally almost. Uh, that's when I'm roughly not available. My son just gets home. There's a whole bunch of things going on, so we'll have to set something up, some stuff up there. Uh, yeah, but yeah, so I'm, I'm with you, Greg. Uh, that's my main thing. Uh, and of course, Dan Grounded Tech is in the chat. Uh, Jimmy Fire Dragons in there. Hey guys, <laughs> Russ. Um, okay, so here's a quick question. Uh, TK, quick question: Would you get a Would you get an iPhone 13 Pro Max? Uh, some battery tests uh, say it's a huge improvement over previous iPhones. I'm I, I, I'm I'm kind of in the same boat with with Juan on on not have not necessarily going in on it. Um, I didn't pre-order any of the 13s. I'm not even. Uh, I mean, I may order the watch once they announce it. I I have I still have the 11 Pro Max. It's literally one of my. Oh, here it is. It's still works great cameras there's really not much going to be that 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 i'm noticing that's going to be you know giving me that much of the oh my god i need to jump on the 13 pro max maybe i i may wait later to see if there's going to be any specials on it then maybe upgrade for it mostly because of the true motion display that's going on the pro not necessarily just the camera experience so battery life i'm happy with the 11 pro max there was not there isn't really no issue with it um and just for reference um the iPhone that I have is my day job uh, phone. So this is one of the reasons why I have an iPhone. I typically don't buy iPhones and I do have some coverage on them, but I typically kind of focus mostly on like maybe a launch, do a uh, pool test and so on. And I just, you know, again, the, the the budget wasn't really available for me this time and I don't have enough. Um, I'll say this. I don't have enough of a following on the channel that is interested in iPhone products that would have maybe caused me for me to basically, you know, decide to put that on my path for, for purchasing and, and reselling and, and going through that in the channel. So for me, at the end of the day, um, although I appreciate the improvements, I may look into it a little bit later when some pricing kind of goes out. Um, I was surprised actually a couple of days ago, speaking of price drops, uh, the Z Fold 3 5G on Amazon is selling for 1500 bucks. That's roughly two hundred dollars, two hundred dollars or so, two to three hundred dollars less than it was selling on three week, three or four weeks, or maybe a month ago on uh, Samsung's site. So, if anything we've learned in the past, unless there's a need for us to get it first, uh, I'd rather wait. The price will drop, and of course, I'll be able to pick it up at a much better price, probably on, on Swappa. I'm pretty sure there's a lot of people are going to basically try it out for about a month or so, and then maybe decide to switch, and that'll be a good time for us to save a little bit of uh, you know dollars as as we're upgrading. But thank you. I appreciate that one. Um, Google going to release Pixel, ser uh, Pixel series uh, in more regions. So that's an interesting question, Russ. I think the biggest thing with Pixels isn't the fact that they don't want to release it in more regions. It's more of the can they support it in more regions. So with Pixels and devices and things like that, Google doesn't release devices in areas where they cannot support them. And I'm talking about basically, you know, warranty services. Those are those type of things that they typically need to do. And if they cannot support it, it's hard for them to release it because generally if you're buying this phone in this country, let's say the US, Canada, uh, the UK or so on, you have to be able to basically replace it or send it for repair in that country. For us in the US, the interesting part, obviously, since the US is so big, you can literally send it and you have to send it somewhere in the country, but it could be anywhere from like 50 states. So those are, there's always going to be that concern there. But if you go into a country where those services aren't available, Google doesn't sell their phones. So there's always going to be a situation where you can import it. I want them to go into more markets. I want them to definitely go into more markets, specifically like the Middle East, India, um, go into areas, uh, go into countries where are definitely a lot of fan base and a lot of people love their devices. 
but there haven't been any announcement of them going into other countries. And as you can always imagine, whenever new features get released, they're slowly released um, in the US and across other countries, especially with Google and, uh, and of course, the assistant and so on. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping, I'm really hoping that the announcement or whatever announcement they make ends up basically surprising us and say, hey, it's going to be available, uh, you know, in extra in new countries and start listing some new countries that I've been looking for. Uh, but unfortunately, I don't think this is going to be something interesting at this point. Uh, Mark, uh, Mark uh, <laughs> Sade uh, is asking is, does the Infinix Zero X have a good camera? So the Infinix is advertising a 60 times zoom camera or a moon mode uh, per se. Um, and I think if I'm not mistaken, okay, hold on, let me see if I can read the, okay. So this model that I have uh, is 128 gigs of internal storage with eight gigabytes of RAM. Um, and it does actually support expandable storage. That's another thing that they have. It has, supports a 4,500 milliampere battery, Android 11 in the box, a 60 megapixel dual tone flash light for the front-facing camera. Oh, interesting. It has a front-facing camera with flash. Uh, the main sensor has 108 megapixel with OIS, an 8 megapixel 5x uh, zoom, I'm assuming, with an 8 megapixel triple uh, ultra wide. So a quad flash light uh, system in the back as well. Uh, last but not least, it doesn't support 5G, but it does support 4G LTE. Uh, it's running the Helio G95, so this is a MediaTek processor. And of course, 6.67-inch um, AM AMOLED display at 120 hertz running a, a full HD 1080p panel. Uh, so basically 1080 by 2400 based on the system. But we'll, we'll get a chance to check that out. So on paper... It does have a very nice camera system. Uh, definitely a lot of cameras, definitely uh, flash even on the front, but 100, 100 megapixels, 108 megapixel camera sensor in there. Uh, Donald saying, Sabah, uh, Sabah I'd like to get the Pixel 6 Pro as well. Uh, we'll have to see. I'm, I'm, I'm very much thinking, again, we're going to be hearing very, very soon about that. It's, it's not, like I said, I don't think it's a matter of months. It's a matter of weeks. Uh, and uh, September is practically done. September is literally practically done. <laughs> Uh, bonjour, Steve. Bonjour, Steve. Comment vas-tu? Um, Steve Doros is in the chat. Sam, the man is in the chat. Um, oh, okay. So that's interesting. Okay, let's see here. Sam, um, I, okay. And I am picking up the Mi 11. Uh, it's, so he's picking up a, uh, the Mi 11 from earlier this year. 12 gigs of RAM, 256 gigs of RAM variant uh, with, the with the faux leather back. Oh, man, that is nice. Always love phones with leather backs. Um, they're very unique and very aesthetically pleasing. Again, uh, the Realme GT is to this day uh, outside of, I want to say the Concept One from OnePlus, which was a couple of years ago, is still one of my favorite looking devices. That racing stripe just kills it every single time. Uh, but congrats, man. Congrats. And um, Sam, I was actually interested to ask, being that you're a Duo user from the first generation, are you considering picking up the Duo 2, the DOS DOS of the Microsoft MS-DOS series? Uh, sorry, we, we went up with that one. Uh, it's, it's one of those very, very good ones there. Uh, let me see here. Uh, Mark Speck saying, hey, TK, by the way, how does this phone compare to the, say, the 8T Pro? Um, uh, oh, I'm not sure. Hold on, let me let me follow. I think Mark. I'm trying to figure out if you're referring to the X uh, to the um, oh the the Infinix AT. Uh, so yes, the Infinix Note. Uh, okay, um, the main difference is here essentially is the camera system, and that's I think the biggest thing. They've used the G95 before. This isn't that new, but for them, the camera system is it, that's really the biggest trick on here. Uh, there is a headphone jack. There's expandable storage. You have also the AMOLED 120 hertz refresh rate display. Uh, there is FM support and uh, a decent actually charger. Let's go ahead and do real quick the, the, the unboxing. But Sam, I would love to know. I think I may have missed it. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, I see the comments now. Sorry, I just scrolled up, Sam, a little bit. It says, Duo 2 pre-ordered, duh, <laughs> LOL. Uh, I did not doubt it for a second, but I was just more interested. There's already way too much iPhone 13 content. <laughs> I really wanted to stay away from the internet yesterday. Um, I, don't get me wrong. Look, I know people are excited. When you're buying a new phone, when you're when you're purchasing a device, you're always excited, right? And there's something around iPhones that I don't understand yet to this date is the the appeal of announcing to everybody in the world that either you ordered it or B, you got it. Don't get me wrong. If you're a content creator, that's part of what you do. But literally all I could see on, was it Friday or so, the stream was basically of everybody getting their iPhones, everybody getting their things. And I'm like, and I'm happy. That's great. Um, I don't have anything against it. And as you could, as, uh, as Gary saying, uh, it was pretty much a stream of iPhone content. And I think for everybody that got their phones, I hope they enjoy it. I'm hoping uh, that the content that they hope to create with it does actually succeed. Um, and again, like I said, at some point, I may look into the iPhone 13. I just, from all of the announcements that they made, realistically, from actual usage worth of conversation, I didn't see anything that the 11 Pro Max is not capable of doing yet. Last year was a different conversation. This year, hopefully, the improvements on the processor uh, with you know the uh, Bionic, a, the the a, A15 Bionic, the uh, slightly larger battery, and of course uh, some of the new technologies. Um, I'm also interested to hear what is the um, the 120 hertz refresh rate going to do to the battery life? Can Apple manage to give us 120 hertz uh, uh, promotion and not have that as a battery drain the way we have it on Android? Because even though we've had it for Android for quite some time. Uh, that is a concern. If you switch that things like that on, you temp you typically will lose battery uh, much faster. So those are some of the things I always want to see. So for sure. Um, <laughs> so Errol Owens, hey man, hope you're doing well, man. Hope you're doing great. Thank you for joining us. Uh, let me see here, Steve Sader. Blah, blah, blah. I ordered a 13 Pro Max for my daughter. Interesting that you went with the Pro Max. I think the Pro this year is very much a compelling story. I don't think, unless you really need the bigger device, the Pro gives you everything the Pro uh, the Pro Max does, with the exception, obviously, of the battery life, uh, since it has a slightly bar, a smaller battery life and, of course, a slightly smaller display. But I'm pretty sure, uh, I think with the overall experience, the 13 Pro Max should be very much the best that Apple has to offer us. Um, and just again, would look would love to hear from you. Uh, what do you th what are her thoughts are? Does she love the fact that you know the 13 Pro Max has the display functionalities and new camera modes and so on? So we'll have to see. Um, Steve is saying the iPhone 13 is great, but I don't need to see hundreds of unboxings. So that's the thing. Uh, like I said, there, it, iPhones have that excitement that people love to just share a lot of it. Uh, and I think we kind of see similar things uh, again with Android, but I think iPhone just takes it to the next level. There's a lot like a bigger wave of iPhones. When iPhones release, when iPhone content go out, I typically don't even bother posting anything because I feel like everybody kind of either A, loves to see all of it, or B, will see a few videos of iPhones and at that point say, well, you know what? This is an iPhone day. I'm just not going to be online. So it really wasn't functional. I pushed, I pushed out a video yesterday that I recorded the week before, uh, which was for the dome glass on the Z Fold 3 and the Z Flip 3. It's literally my last video that I'll have uh, Z Flip 3 footage in since I returned that one. So that was one of the things. Um, so it is one of those things I always appreciate, but you're right. It gets to a point where it's like, okay, we know you got an iPhone. I think what people should focus on is probably do what ESA does, which I really like. 
is, is don't focus just unboxing the phone. Try to make it a little bit more about the phone. Maybe something like the, the unboxings that I typically do, mind, mind, you, mind you, although I call them unboxings, in reality, it's a product tour, right? So that's why we kind of recoined that term right there. We said basically TK essentials or the unboxing and impressions. So those are things I feel like a little bit more, uh, you know, the, this is a little bit more for us to bring into the conversation. I don't think any unboxing that was posted yesterday brought any new information um, that we already didn't know by uh, somebody else unboxing it. You know, like when MKBHD unboxed every single iPhone, it really was, I mean, the, the unboxing experience is really kind of dimming. Uh, there's not much to show. The box, if it doesn't include a charger or a cable or something like that, there's really not much mystery. It's a phone, it's a sticker, and it's a cable and a, basically it. So either way, um, again, for everybody that did get one, congratulations. Uh, I'd love to hear your opinions and, of course, hear what you guys are thinking about it. Uh, Oh, look at that. Okay, good, good, good. So uh, Geeky Nassim is saying the Realme GT finally got PC Connect feature uh, with an OTA update. So I love that. Um, I had a chance to play with it on the uh, on the Explorer uh, edition uh, and then Explorer Master Edition um, on the Realme devices. Uh, it is very nice. It's a very, very useful thing. And uh, the serious thing that I would say essentially is if you've never used it, it's a way to connect your phone to your PC. Now, Huawei's had something similar to this before where you kind of like tap on the laptop and the, they automatically connect via Wi-Fi uh, direct between the, P the device and the PC, and you're able to share content. Well, PC Connect similarly works uh, with basically Realme devices right now. And it doesn't need to be a, a Huawei device or anything like that when it comes to the laptop. You just need to download the application. And I think what Geeky's mentioning is that it just came over on the Realme GT. That was the one we were talking about just a second ago with the nice little uh, faux leather uh, back on the, the, the stripes there. Um, and it enables you to transfer content. I did a video on that. Um, I think I think it did a short on that on how to use PC Connect on the Realme GT on the Realme Master Edition. It is it was a GT. It was a Realme GT Explorer Master Edition. It, it was a longer title, but I do remember that one. So thank you, thank you for uh, double, double updating us on that one. Um, it actually works very well with iPad. Um, okay, so I think Greg is answering. Oh, okay. Um, I Greg did get an iPad, and he's running it with iOS 15 on that. So I think that's what he was referring to. Um, <laughs> Sam's like, I tried to get her to stay on Android, but she's just more happy with iOS. Uh, uh, Hold on, I think it's Marlon or uh, I'll make that take it back. Da, da, da. Uh, oh, Madeline, uh, Madeline uh, still has the Note not a Note 10, and she's never going to uh, going to iOS ever again. It was this interesting conversation. My wife has the Note 10 Pro, and she has an iOS device for work, and she doesn't really have any compelling reason to switch over. She has both ecosystems on the daily. So for her, she still loves her Note 10 Pro. Uh, so for that, I definitely appreciate that. I think the Note series is very unique, and I do want to talk a little bit about that as well a little bit later on. Um, okay, so here, we have an interesting question here. So TK, so he's saying, Tarek, what do you think about the Apple ecosystem? So iOS is an interesting uh, uh, conversation, and I say this. Apple's ecosystem is very inclusive. It's built around simplicity. There's a lot of appeal for the Apple ecosystem. Once you realize, once you actually start using a lot of their fun, uh, their systems, there is a, obviously a certain comfort that you you know that whenever something is added, something will work. Um, some of the main frustrations that I think uh, Juan and I have had in the past was mostly the fact where Apple is releasing and, and providing a service, which is the lossless audio through their Apple Music service, but they're not providing any simple way for users or iOS users to enjoy that content yet. Um, there was supposed to be a, a new AirPods Pro that were announced at the same time. 
seems like they were either delayed or maybe something went up. But for some reason, we didn't hear anything about them. And my thing, and what I at least would love to be able to see is maybe a better cohesiveness with iOS, but maybe also allow other users or other ecosystems to kind of interchange usabilities in there. Don't make it into so that if you are in the Apple ecosystem, you can't leave it. Um, Android has a lot of functionalities. We have smart things. We have a Google Assistant. We have Amazon. We have a lot of different things going on. And I like the functionalities that we get in Android is that we have the choice to switch between different providers, different devices, different skins, different iterations of Android. So those are the things that you always want to look for options and selection. iOS for the most part, and one of the things I, I, I feel is, is that incremental upgrade or update that we get every every year. So it's an upgrade with an update. It's just, I don't feel like that's the level or that's the speed that I like to be able to go for. Although I admire what they offer, I just, that's one of the reasons why I never kind of like locked in or worked directly on iOS. I just feel like it's something that needs a little bit more refinement and it needs a few more iterations before it reaches the level that I needed. So um, I'm, I like it, but it's not something that I definitely can go, uh, that, I, that I can use on the daily for sure. Uh, okay, so let's a couple more questions, a couple more comments, and then we'll jump in. So uh, Geeky Nassim is jumping back. Hey, TK, um, I'm really fortunate to uh, to be contacted by Realme GT family, uh, to be uh, contacted by the Realme GT family. People from Realme contacted me um, and uh, chose me for the Realme GT uh, Adventure. Or, oh, that's very nice. Uh, where I'll be able to test to review the real, uh, other Realme GT series. So, dude, congratulations. You won the uh, you won the one of the giveaways, and of course, working directly with GT with Realme. Um, I think Realme as a company is bringing a lot of uh, new ideas and new devices. So, if you guys are not familiar, um, where it pertains to kind of the ecosystem, Realme is um, they use a very similar version of Color OS on their device. So, the Realme OS is basically a derivative of Color OS, and then as you guys now know, OnePlus is a derivative of Color OS. So, for the most part. Oppo's ColorOS is going to be the source or the primary system that runs a lot of systems now. Realme and OnePlus are going to be pretty much in the same series. Uh, so again, congratulations, uh, uh, Nassim. I think this is uh, it's one of those things that, um, you know, if it's meant to be, it's meant to be, and it does. So when it works, it's beautiful. Hans is in there. Um, so I used an iPhone for three months after four years while waiting for my new Android. iOS is so boring. <laughs> made me sh made me sure never to, uh, to be able to live <laughs> in prison again. I it is a very different ecosystem. It's like I said. It's it's the it, it works. There's not there's obviously it's not like it's broken. It does the job and it does it well. And it, obviously a lot of people are happy with it. I look at it as it's a choice. It's what you want and what you want to do with your device. When you're a user, when you're an Android user, if you were first started uh, on, uh, on on devices like smartphones and so on, it depends on which one you started, and it kind of also helps to know what you want. If you want more, if you want more, if you want more functionality, now you know iOS or and uh, Apple finally released promotion uh, for the Pro series of iPhones, uh, but the, for the most people that are going to be buying the 13 and the Mini, they're never going to see that. Obviously, that's not part of their system. Maybe next year we'll see that. But on Android, on average, for the last few years, we've had 90, 60, sorry, we've had 90, 120, 144, and 165 hertz refresh rates that have been out for quite some time. Like the Red Magic 6 Pro, uh, 6S Pro that we talked about recently. Again, very nice, very powerful device. Uh, doesn't sell for the same price as $1,000 or $1,500 if you go with a one terabyte model of the iPhone 13. Uh, but it still gives you 165 hertz refresh rate with a large display. 
um, very decent uh, RAM, faster RAM, and faster internal storage, fast charging on their uh, on their devices to up to 30, up to 60, 66 watts, uh, where the new iPhones, I think maximum is about 33 watts. So again, I it depends on what you want, uh, but I agree. It is something that once you're used to, it's hard to leave. And again, I have access to an iPhone and I can access it all the time. It just, to me, I feel like very, um, it, it's just different. It's, it's different. It's 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 different system that I just don't feel comfortable uh, using it on the daily as my main system. Uh, oh, and my Pixel Bucks work uh, work great with the iPad. <laughs> yeah, Pixel Buds are great. They'll work really nicely. Um, TK, what's your opinion? It should be on the Lightning port on the uh, to go over to the USB C. It's surprising that the iPad series is using C and they're in, uh, on their Macs. There's been a lot of talk about that. Actually, that is a very surprising statement uh, thing from Apple to decide to give to keep lightning around for another year. And I say another year, obviously, till the next generation of iPhones. There's no reason to stay with USB 2.0, except for the fact that they want to sell USB 2.0 cables for lightning connectors. Um, the fact that their iPad series are up on USB-C, their laptops on USB-C, it's truly like, if you think of it kind of like an ecosystem, that's about the only thing. And the fact that they also went over and they started like, well, we're going to include larger files. We're going to give you a better uh, camera systems. We're going to be shooting cinematic. All of these things are going to be large files and transfer information from the phone to the PC at USB 2, where you could be transferring it at USB 3.1 or 3.0. That's, I mean, and the sad part about it, this is the weird thing. For people that are in the Apple ecosystem that are comfortable, that are going from an iPhone to an iPhone, I don't really think they're going to be missing much. It's really more us, the techies, the people that are interested in that conversation that will get that excitement level. And then they're like, oh, crap, we're still using USB 2.0 with Lightning. I think we need to move on. I think USB-C is going to be there. They need to switch over to it. There's no reason why the iPhone series is there other than, again, for some reason to keep that connector working. It doesn't work on any other system. This is the weird part. iPhones and iPods are pretty much the last things that are running the USB, uh, the, the lightning connector. They need to switch it over. Even the cable they include, this is a funny thing. The cable they include with the iPhones that are sent since last year are end up USB-C now. Their charging bricks switched over to USB-C. So therefore they know that you're connecting it to a USB-C system, but they're limiting it. So it's an interesting conversation. I, I always worry about why they do these things. Uh, Dominic is in the chat, ER1980, Ibrahim, hey man, hope you're doing well. Uh, it is one of those things, man. Uh, <laughs> you got to intrude it. You have to see it. Uh, did I read somewhere recently that... Uh, okay, let me see here real quick. So uh, IR1980 saying, did I read somewhere recently uh, that uh, that with each iteration of, uh, of Android, Google are, uh, is making it more difficult to root the devices, or am I wrong? No, uh, that's actually a true statement. It's been something... This is something that's been known or at least occurring year over year. It's not impossible. It's just the... Uh, how do I explain this? So rooting a device requires um, special access to be able to replace it, the, boot, the boot image of the device. So basically, it's a custom boot image that's replacing the stock one that enables you to change the recovery, that enables you to actually even root your device. So the, that process every year when Android gets released, it gets a little bit harder and it just gets a little bit more involved. It hasn't been done to a point where it's un unlockable, meaning Pixel devices are not going to be able to unlock. But it's also, we haven't seen Google put the point, uh, put their foot down now a little bit more like Samsung's done or Sony or even LG, where they've hard lo locked the bootloader. Or if they set up a system, it's like a trigger where if you unlock the bootloader, you suddenly lose certain features on the phone. Like the Z Fold 3, one of the biggest thing is once you unlock the bootloader, the camera stops working. 
that's built in and that's Samsung's approach to hard locking their devices. They don't want people rooting their phones. But it's a very interesting conversation because this could be like a whole bunch of debates going on. Do you own the phone that you buy? When you pay $1,000, $1,500, $500, $200, are you, do you own it? Because if you own something, you should be able to do whatever you need with it. You should be able to repair it. You should be able to do many things to that device. It's your device. You paid for it. There's no reason for you to have any concerns. Root access is uh, it's a fundamental basis of Linux where it gives a, a user um, access to be able to modify things on the system. And that's something that use, you know people use to be able to change, either install custom, custom ROMs, installing exposed modules, um, even making custom versions of a stock and uh, stock experience, like uh, you know one UI custom with certain extra features that may have been disabled or features that are only available in certain markets for Samsung, but not in other markets that Samsung can't access. Things like that. And right now, it's becoming harder and harder every year. That's one thing you want to keep in mind. Uh, right now, at least at li at, in this stage, we know that Android 12 is rootable. It's not impossible. I was able to, we were able to get access to Android 12 with root uh, and do a couple of videos for XDA recently. Uh, and I say recently, about a couple of months ago, uh, when we were able to find a lot of the new features in Android 12 before it was available in, in beta form. So it's not impossible. Uh, I don't know if it's still capable right now, but I'm pretty sure if we're able in the alpha in beta, it's just going to be more available later on. So short story or long story short, uh, it is something that is coming up and it is something that we see this every year from other uh, from OEMs and so on. They don't want users to manipulate the data. They don't want users to remove things. For me, I don't necessarily, I'll, I'll say this, my relationship with root has evolved my need for root is no longer for the reasons I used to root in the past, meaning I don't typically, I'm not rooting devices to be able to change the ROM. I'm rooting devices, mostly um, OEM devices and things like that, because at some point or another, you have to kind of realize that certain OEM versions of Android, like when you pick up a phone from Samsung, it's going to have a different set of information or a different set of apps installed by your carrier. So if you pick it up from Samsung, if you pick it up from T-Mobile or AT&T or Verizon, there are apps in the background for AT&T, Verizon, and T-Mobile that are specific to them. And one of them used to be where T-Mobile used to like to track what your uh, device, if your device was rooted or not. They used to have an application or a system app that runs in the background that basically gathers usage statistics that you can either opt in or opt out from. But there was another one that also kind of uh, gathered anonymous information. And for the past, I used to use that to be able to uh, basically, I used to use root to remove that app. That was one of the reasons I used it. Um, but then I also kind of moved away from buying carrier specific devices. Most of my devices, I get them are unlocked. But short story, that's kind of like where my need to kind of shifted to. I didn't want to kind of, you know, dive in for like a long, long, long conversation. But I realize I'm also kind of a little bit late on the comments. Let me see here. Um, oh, Ibrahim is saying the same thing. Everything is fine, uh, is fine, uh, or fire, uh, with uh, with Newcastle as well. I just want to have a, a bit more careful because I'm waiting, uh, <laughs> waiting for my third job. Uh, it is a oh, third job. Yes, uh, it's going to have to be. We'll see how they do it. Uh, Dominic, of course. Uh, we'll see how he is. Uh, man, dude, always, always nice. Let me see here, Dominic. Uh, by the way, it looks like the P the PS5 stock is improving a lot in the UK. I managed to get a PS5 from Game. Uh, by following uh, the live updates from their in the, uh, from the independent, uh, my PS5 had arrived yesterday. Congratulations, man! And I'm hoping it's part of the new stock. Uh, my PS5 is actually I actually kind of need to you know get get back into playing a little bit more. I've been I'm a little bit behind. I'm I'm trying to finish my battle pass on Call of Duty, and uh, it's been interesting. It's been a lot of work. Uh, 
Oh, speaking of which, the EU is trying to do something very interesting with um, forcing, in, in a certain way, we kind of applies to Apple, forcing Apple to use a standard charger. We're forcing OEMs for uh, phone manufacturers to use a standardized charger as opposed to the ability of basically converting, you know, wires and so on. So basically, any phone that you use, you could basically use a USB-C cable and charge it. It may not be at the fastest connection, but it'll be the same format. So that'll be interesting. Uh, I think yeah, Errol Owens is in there. European, the EU is uh, proposes mandatory USB-C on all devices, including um, iPhones. So I think for the most part, I, I feel like Lightning has one more year. Um, we said two years ago when promotion was introduced on the iPad that Apple was going to release it right away to the iPhone. We went till the iPhone 12, nothing. 13, which arguably is a 12S, doesn't have doesn't have it still. So uh, it has promotion, but no USB-C. So yeah, for sure. Let me see what we have here. Um, can I give? Uh, uh, actually, I think yeah. The, the, if you want to, uh, Greg, I, yeah, I don't have a problem with it. Um, oh man, I wish I had any. I had I had any uh, recommendations on investment, man. But unfortunately, that's not something I, I don't. I don't really talk that much here with regarding those things. Um, oh, Dan's jumping in with. Um, who knows TK? Apple's concerns um, now. Xiaomi too. Uh, they can uh, they can probably do anything with your uh, with your device if they wanted to. It is a very it, it is a very much interesting um, th dilemma, really. I mean, do you really own your phone? This is a it's a tough thing. You know, companies make it sound like you do, or you know, they like buy, but they don't really necessarily say that they have control over. You know, like Apple can throttle your battery, uh, your device to to and again, uh, depending on the on the on the life of the phone, but. Typically, and this is one thing, I, this is kind of a weird thing. Um, when right around the time when people are starting, basically, I think it was like a Thursday, Wednesday, Thursday, everybody started saying, hey, iOS 15 is available, iOS 15, and people are starting to download. In my mind, in the back of my mind, all I can think of is like, dude, don't upgrade to iOS 15 if you're not running the, uh, the iPhone 13. Because for the most part, everything other than the 13 is just going to have a little bit of a kink, just enough to bug you to make you push you over to go buy the iPhone 13. So I, iOS updates are definitely uh, standardized across devices. You know that if you're buying an iPhone, you're going to get updates over and over. But at the end of the day, do you own your phone? Can you do what you want with the phone? And I'm talking about everything. I'm not talking about just using it to, to take pictures and, and upload and do things online. At the end of the day, you need to kind of look at it from the sense of what you need to do. And if you're not comfortable because a feature is not there and you want to be able to add features to it or even disable things there that you don't want, you know, the extra bloat that you get with a phone sometimes, you don't want to be able to, you know, have that where like, okay, well, I cannot uninstall Facebook because... You know, Facebook and the maker of the phone that I'm buying made an agreement and there's some money exchange there. And then suddenly now uh, Facebook is a system app. You know, I don't want that function. Um, I want to be able to remove whatever apps I don't want. And I don't want dual application functionality. I really like it when Samsung, uh, we're not Samsung, but I like it when OEMs use stock applications. You know, I don't need um, two messaging apps or what, you know, or two gallery apps, you know, we have Google photos and then we also have access obviously to the standard app, um, or maybe we have uh, two galleries or so just a whole bunch of things at the end of the day, it's unification. And I do want to make sure that things work out. So, um, let me double check here. Oh, it's, it's the new model. Definitely. Dude, congrats, Dominic. I appreciate that. You're glad you were able to get that one. Uh, can't trust that. <laughs> yeah. 
it, it's it's tough. Unfortunately, Xiaomi is locking. Yes, uh, so Xiaomi is going in and locking their devices. I think there are certain uh, markets where you can't even activate the phone. They're being disabled. I think I, I, there was a whole bunch of conversations going on with that one as, as well. Um, oh, Hans is Hans is with me. Yeah, Hans, I'm getting really worried. You living without an without the new Xperia. Um, so I contacted uh, contact. I, I'm I'm trying to find out how long it's going to take before I'm able to get mine, and I'm not sure what's the holdup. Uh, but I'm hoping, hopefully, I'll get some answers back by early next week, and then I'll be able to know exactly how things are going. Um, I'm actually a little bit antsy because I, I miss it. It's been, oh man, it's been a, quite, quite some time, like three months almost without it. Um, I the biggest thing, the first thing I want to do once I get it back, honestly, I'm going to fire up Call of Duty. I want to be able to play 120 hertz. I want to jump back and just basically forget about anything else and just play Call of Duty on my mobile phone and enjoy enjoy it. So I, I yeah, I'm with you. Uh, it is very, very much a long, a long, long wait. Um, okay. So with that being said, uh, so yeah, Greg, depending on the market that you're in, uh, there are some devices that are actually locked. Um, and also some of them that are actually even can't even boot up like where the device says it'll say on the page, it says this device is not authorized to be used in that market that you're in. Um, I think there was a, quite a few things going on. Uh, oh, new, new colors. I don't know. Did they release it in the U S Russ? Well, or was it just uh European? Cause I think in the U S we know it was primarily going to be just the purple one. Okay. So here it is. I don't know why I keep holding the box upside down. So this is the Infinix again, the zero X and yeah, my table is shaking a lot. And then this is the Infinix XE 25. So this is the two wireless buds and seriously, one of the more unique devices I've seen on the market. So here it says a 2000 milliampere battery uh, for 30 days of use. So here, basically a three, I'm not sure what the three stands for. Maybe it's three well, it's 30 days. Oh, okay. I see what it is. The three and the and the battery are kind of supposed to give us 30 days worth of battery life. But uh, a 2,000 milliampere battery life. Okay, this is crazy. That is a lot of battery. Okay. But let's go ahead and do this real quick. Um, overall, let me see if I can show you real quick. So here. Uh, so this is the version of the phone that I got, as I mentioned. We have a telescope lens, the ultra night vision. That's the new camera system. The dual chip ultra, uh, ultra high speed. This is basically where we have with the SOC. 120 hertz, 6.6-inch uh, display. We also have the uh, TUV. I can't even say this. Uh, the the safe safe charge, basically 45 watt charging in there. Uh, 7.8 millimeter thickness, of course, ultra thin glass display. Uh, 128, 8 gigs, GPS, 4500, Android 11, and of course, as I showed you guys, 6.67 inch AMOLED, full HD, 120 hertz display uh, with 4G. So there is no 5G support here. Let's go ahead and open it up. And yep, sure enough, it's in the right orientation. So I'll put that here. Uh, so we have the phone right away. This is the Infinix. And let me go ahead and just remove some of these stickers. I always love how they put a lot of stickers on the back of these phones. Okay, so obviously we have the power button. We have the SIM tray. So here's SIM 1, SIM 2 on the back. And of course, there's also um, SD card support, if I'm not mistaken. And you can see it here on the camera system right there. 60 times 108 megapixel with OIS uh, at f1.8 uh, f1 to 3.4. And of course, 13 and 125. Those are the, the zoom levels. Telescope and yeah, so let's go ahead and take this guy out. Where is it? Sorry. Uh, always with the stickers. Okay, interesting. Uh, reflective material on the back here. Okay, so let's go ahead and power this guy up. I'll give it a second here. Power button here. Da, da, da. It is a fingerprint magnet, but I do want to say this. 
if you could see the design here. So you could definitely see here, it says Infinix. And we have that nice, almost like a night star, a uh, nice shining star. It's like starlight, almost like the skyline uh, backdrop here. Very nice. It is plastic. Although, no, actually, that sounds like glass. Yeah. So glass on the back, glass on the front, a massive 108 megapixel sensor. Uh, nothing on the top. We actually don't have much here on the side. This is the SIM tray, and you're able to put in two SIM cards. We have a headphone jack, a full size, of course, micro USB, sorry, <laughs> USB-C, not micro USB, bottom firing speaker, and of course, a nice large 6.67 1080p panel. And I, of course, already kind of set up the information here. I didn't want to have to go through the setup process there. Uh, but before we go too far, let's go ahead and turn that off and put it on the side. Let's pull the side on here. Ta -ta -ta. So here it is, the 45-watt charger. Now, this is a UK charger. You can kind of see it pretty much there. Uh, so here, for me, I'm going to have to use an adapter for it. It is USB Type-A, so that's going to be used with the USB Type-A, USB-C cable, and it is an orange. So I recommend it if you pick up this device, use the cable that comes with it. That typically makes a big difference. Uh, and of course, this is that one of those unique things that we never see anymore is a pair of buds that are wired. So wired buds that are included in the box, a 45-watt charger, again, is still included in the box from Infinix uh, included with this device. And of course, uh, if I'm not mistaken, uh, I don't know where I put it. Okay, I thought it, I had it here. Okay, uh, we don't know where it went. I thought it was here. Okay, so, but they also include a case. I do apologize. There is a case that is included. I don't know where I have it, but the short answer is it, um, it is there included in the package as well. So we'll put that in here. And uh, again, 4G LTE. Now, as far as the buds, let's go ahead and open it up. Uh, I know there's a lot of buds on the market, but this, again, when I saw them, uh, let's see here if we can do this correctly. And here we are. Okay. So when I saw them first, this is the unique feature. Okay. So right there, you see that, right? So 46%, I can remove one, remove two. So the buds kind of magnetically clamp on the device. So you kind of put them in there and it stays in the same shape. LED indicates that they're charging. And when you have them in there, you can see the exact battery percentages, remove, put it back, and then put it back in. And it sits very nicely. Now, this is also saying right there, it has a 2000 milliampere battery up to 30 days. And of course, um, and this is basically USB-C connectivity on the side. Uh, the box or the container is very nice. So they kind of look really good together with Infinix written on both. Um, now, my package didn't include any additional earbuds, but we do have a USB-A to USB-C charging cable, and that's going to be basically how we do this. Uh, some of the main features here, so LED multifunctional screen, superior uh, superior graphene crystal clear sound, ultra low, uh, ultra low latency for connectivity, obviously, and reverse uh, charging supported. Okay, guys, we got to try this now. Let's see. Do I have C to C somewhere in the neighborhood? Yes. So here we have two USB-Cs, so I'm going to go ahead and give this guy a connection. Let's see, can we do this? Can we charge our phone? This is gonna be fun. If my buds can charge my phone, this is gonna be crazy. Can we do it? Oh, okay, the phone is charged. That's not gonna be helpful. Let's see here. Okay, so I have my Samsung right here. Let's see, can we charge our device? Guys, sure enough, <laughs> it's a power bank. It's a portable power bank that fits in your pocket and charges your phone. And you can see it right there. As you're charging, now it gives me the percentage and it'll give me the, as it drops on the on the percentage. So this has about a thousand milliampere. I know this is like 5,000, but in case of a pinch, you definitely want to have the additional battery uh, in there. So definitely very nice. And again, very portable. Just make sure you have the right cable with you. 
um, like a gear, uh, okay, great bass. Um, so left and right. Okay, so single tap is tap is stop in music, double tap next track, triple tap goes to previous. Bluetooth 5, a distance up to 10 meters, battery life. Uh, so battery in each is about 55 milliampers. Battery charge case is about 2,000. Playback up to 110 hours, reverse charging support. Speaker uh, is six point, uh, so basically six millimeter drivers. And of course, um, LED display support. So you know what? This by itself is really, really cool. Okay. So, <laughs> uh, dude, it, it is kind of weird. I I didn't think so. I, I when I when I first started using them, so you take them up obviously, and you just put it in your ear, and it just fits very nicely. And it is a stem design. Um, looks like there's a microphone right there at the bottom of the earpiece, and there's another one on the outside. It didn't see anything that says noise cancellation, so I'm not. I don't think this is what they're focusing on. They're focusing on battery life, but the fact that it has a five thousand, sorry, a two thousand milliampere battery. So if you don't use it to charge anything. Yeah, that's pretty much true. You can probably go pretty far. I, I don't know about the 110 hours, which would be how long I would need to be able to listen to them to be able to say that they do go that far. Um, so we'll have to see, but definitely very exciting to see. Uh, it does look very nice. Yes, no, uh, for sure. Um, Infinix, uh, wireless charging. Actually, that's a good question. I don't think it said anything about wireless charging. Let's try that out real quick. We have a wireless charger here. My OnePlus wireless charger is always sitting on my desk, so I like the design. Let's go ahead and put that on, and no bueno. Okay, no wireless charging, but it is something that we need to kind of talk about. Yeah, so for sure, it is something unique. Um, Infinix is known for trying to give us different options, and their price point is usually very good. The, the, the pricing is usually aggressive to be really good for, for everybody. Uh, so for sure, for sure. Uh, it did look really nice. Um, Sebastian is in there. Hey, man, hope you're doing well. Uh, Greg, Steve DeRoche. It definitely looks pretty uh, swanky for sure, uh, Steve. Uh, that's It was something that I didn't realize till I used. Let me see here. I think I'm getting your text. Okay, hold on a second. That's interesting. I forgot that I put a pin on my phone. Okay, one second, guys. Give me one second. Okay, sorry. The um, the device actually looks really nice. And one of the things that I really appreciate about it is the fact that it has a very interesting approach. They still include a headphone jack. They're giving us obviously the 108 megapixel with OIS. Uh, we're talking about obviously a pair of buds that are very, very unique. Actually, although I asked for to see if I was able to get my hands on the Zero uh, X, I didn't know if actually we were gonna be able to get my hands on, on something else, but the buds are definitely a very nice surprise. Uh, so sadly, no wireless charging, of course. Uh, let me see here. Uh, so it's another BBK sub-brand. It, it seems like a little bit, yes. Uh, let me see. Um, <laughs> no, but so that's the thing. I, I felt like there wasn't enough conversation to go around. Like I wouldn't I wouldn't have put out a video unboxing this specifically. I probably would have maybe made a short mostly because uh, of the uniqueness of the buds. I feel like the buds are the ones that have, uh, for me at least right now, uh, caught the show. Uh, I need to test out the camera and, of course, do some gaming on it and see how it runs. Um, overall, what we see here is very very nice. Uh, let me double check real quick. The display runs at 120 hertz. And if I'm not mistaken, I think Android 11. Oh, I think we mentioned that one as well. And um, the Infinix Zero. Oh, this is the Infinix X Zero X Pro. I was mistaken. There is actually. Yeah, you're right. 
This is the pro, my mistake. So there's a pro, let me see if I can get that to focus. So there's a pro at the bottom and I didn't see that. And I think I may have mislabeled that one. Uh, it is running on XOS, which is uh, based on top of Android 11. And it's running basically off of Dolphin version 7.6.0. Uh, but we'll have to see how that kind of works. Again, overall, it is definitely a very interesting device. And I'm, I want to check it out tonight and see how that works. Um, oh, they still included uh, <laughs> a headphone jack uh, and a pair of wireless uh, buds. Very nice. So the uh, the buds, I don't know if they come with the device. I think this was just included uh, from uh, the company that I was working with. Uh, but I think overall, they do include wired buds. And the buds themselves, just for reference, because it does have a built-in FM tuner, you use them as the antenna for the FM tuner. So when you're using them or when you're, when you're trying to um, listen to music, if you're listening to the radio, the earbuds end up becoming the antenna. So that's one of the reasons why they they're able to still include that because if they remove that then wireless F or fm radio wouldn't work on that on that device but um the big thing that i think that i'm interested about to see is 108 megapixel sensor on it is definitely very unique something that is very big uh it doesn't shoot 4k 60 frames per second or 8k the g95 is only capable of 4k 30 that's going to be the maximum on the main sensor in the back and of course on the front which is something that is unique and if you guys remember we covered that with the the infinix note 10 pro um, is the fact that it actually supports 4K30 also on the front. So this is something that we don't even get on most devices on, that run Qualcomm or even um, MediaTek processors. They limit, they limit us to 1080p60, I think, at the most. So I'm interested to see how the 4K looks like from the front-facing sensor, comparing it to the main sensor in the back, and, of course, using some of the other lenses in there uh, for sure. And FM tuners are underrated for sure. It's one of those things that you... You probably don't know you need or until you know you have it because, you know, obviously we have, you know, streaming services and so on. But the ability of tuning in and listening to free radio stations when you're uh, when you're on your phone and you have good reception, it, I think is priceless because, um, you know, like I think Xiaomi still includes the IR blaster on some of their devices. devices. Um, we also see uh, some devices, if I'm not mistaken, still have I, I forgot what was that other feature. Um, oh, yeah. SD cards. That's one of those big things that a lot of companies don't include anymore. And um, this actually supports dual SIM and uh, supports SD card support, expand the 128 gigs. So very, very nice. Um, so Sam is saying, I'm still trying to decide if I'm keeping my Mi 11 or I'm going to go uh, or my Pixel 4a 5G. The camera on the Mi 11 is really, really good. Xiaomi cameras for sure that they they do a really nice job on that and again one of the biggest things that i'm excited about is the fact that the gn1 sensor the 50 megapixel sensor that we have here this is the mi 11 ultra is coming over to the pixel 6 pro as the 6 so this is going to be a big change um in there now the big difference between the 6 and the 6 pro i forgot to mention earlier at least according to the article from xda uh, is that the 6 is going to have uh, the 6 pro will have an additional sensor for a telemacro or telephoto uh, lens up to seven times that's going to be something that's supported on I, I don't quote me on the number of x uh, you know zoom options in there but it's supposed to basically be that's the extra sensor that you have on top of the fact that the front facing camera is a higher quality so we'll have to see um we know for the most part uh, it's going to be running tensor so i'm wondering about 8k there was no mention of that um also they did mention that 4k 60 will be supported so that's good uh, so i'm not sure if again the full limitation of what things are going to be uh, one of the other things they also kind of mentioned in that article uh, again it's posted on xda uh, is that the 4K60 will only be coming out of the primary sensor. That's the 50 megapixel GN1 sensor. And then uh, 4K30 will be supported on the ultrawide and the telephoto for the devices that support it. So there is some changes in the approach. Um, but one thing that was very interesting in that article 
and I don't know if a lot of people saw that, um, Google started to hint about a Pixel 7, um, or at least a 2022 Pixel, which essentially would be Pixel 7. But the article kind of stated uh, very interestingly is that the finding was talking about the fact that it was only labeled as, as Pixel 2022 and only one version, not multiples, meaning a possibility of only one Pixel coming out next year as the higher tier. So the seven uh, being one version or anything, but it's uh, they also kind of noted it in there uh, that it's a little bit too early to kind of uh, speculate, meaning that the code is showing that in the camera app, which is one of the things they were able to get there. Uh, okay, so here, ER, um, uh, Ibrahim is saying, I was really great to hear Michelle Rahman XDA confirm the Pixel 6 series uh, will come with Aptex and Aptex uh, adaptive and LDAC uh, support in there. So it's interesting to see that they're supporting all of those, uh, Qualcomm. Uh, so basically, Aptex as well as LDAC, and LDAC obviously being a Sony uh, codec. Um, the goal, obviously, is to have more devices. One of the other things, the Mi 11 Ultra, on top of the, um, what is it called, uh, the uh, Insider phone from Qualcomm, it's one of the only other phones that support uh, Qualcomm uh, sound. So the Aptex uh, adaptive, uh, as well as obviously LDAC for, for, Sony, uh, for Sony codecs and so on. So it's nice. One of the things we definitely need to do is push the quality of audio or push the levels of what we do when we have devices and we're listening to music on them. Because at the end of the day, um, wireless is the biggest thing that companies are pushing at us, but we're not seeing a lot of options from them that give us great audio at reasonable prices. So Qualcomm Sound, I think, is a move in the right direction. Uh, Aptex Adaptive is really nice, 24-bit, uh, 96 kilohertz. Again, you do need, obviously, the right pair of earbuds to use it with. Uh, but the, the master and dynamic one, that one works really, really nice. And I was able to get the same experience on the Mi 11 Ultra when I paired the, those, those buds with them. So it's definitely very, very good to see more codecs and better audio supports and better hearing uh, quality abilities. I think Pixel Fold is vaporware. The Pixel Fold has been something that has been conversation for some time. Uh, there's been some re leaks and information saying uh, potentially we'll see it this year, meaning in 2020, uh, 2021. Um, I, I think it, so it, it's possible. Is it possible that we may see it as a concept? We've seen many companies do this uh, where they release certain devices and it's primarily a concept. Uh, TCL in 2020 uh, or 2021 showed us a, um, a rollable TCL uh, display, uh, obviously a uh, scroll version of the of a device that they're trying to release. Um, Oppo uh, announced and made an, uh, a showing of the Oppo X, the 2021 Oppo X, which was a concept phone. Again, similar things. Um, and I think if I'm not mistaken... I forgot who else made some concepts in there. I think LG, to a certain point, it will always end up becoming a concept because it, it's not going to come around. But LG was also supposed to release it. So if they show it, that may end up being something that Sam, that uh, Google can basically maybe flex with. At the end of the day, I feel like um, we know that the support for them or better improved support won't be there till 12.1. So we'll have to see what Android uh, is capable of handling. But if they do end up moving over to, to rollable devices or foldables, we need support for a desktop experience. That type of landscape, to make it run just as a standard tablet, uh, to me, I would feel like they, they really need to start focusing on that for users. Uh, because even though I enjoy having a larger display on, uh, on, my, uh, on my Z Fold 2 or Z Fold 3, I love the fact that I can connect it to my next stock and run DeX. We need something like that. Multifunctional, multi-purpose devices that can do more than just basically do the, the same thing just on a bigger format. So I'll, I'd love to see how that goes. Uh, but I'm with you. Uh, I don't think it's going to be released this year. If anything, we may see it. But if anything, at that point, it's, it's in there. Um, let me see here. Uh, Sinat saying, in Europe, we, uh, will, be a, will this be available in Europe? 
Um, so I'm assuming you're talking about the Infinix Zero X. Uh, it is available in the UK. This model is a UK model, as you saw the charger in the box. So for sure, at least in the UK. I'm not sure about the rest of European uh, countries, so I'll, I'll have to double check on that for you. Uh, Obsidian 256. <laughs> um, DTS. Oh, hey, man, DTS in the chat. Hey, uh, TK. Um, what'd be better than L? Uh, so, okay, sorry. Um, you know what'd be better than LDAC and Aptex AT is an ESS or quad DAC with a headphone jack, uh, hashtags. Once you go flack, you never go back. <laughs> um, absolutely. Uh, there is, there is very, so, okay. The, the, the direction, or at least the excitement I show for wireless uh, codecs um, with with devices like the earbuds that we get from Sony, or the, obviously with the earbuds that we get from Master and Dynamic with supported devices is limited to obviously a certain level, right? 2496 is great for audio to get on on wireless or true wireless earbuds. Um, LDAC is definitely very powerful. We have SBC, we have AAC, we have, we have a lot of codecs to go around. Wireless audio needs to move to the level where it becomes good for us to enjoy and truly um, get the benefits, similar benefits to what we get on wired. But the fact of the matter is an ESS or a quad DAC supported device like with Sony or what we had with the LG V60 built in are non-replaceable. You can't really substitute that experience. Um, wired connection will always trump wireless. But it is that fact that we're losing the wired connection on mobile devices. Now, on, on our PCs with portable DACs, we can fix that solution, like the Bolt Helm or the THX uh, Onyx that we, you know, Juan and I did the, the challenge on not that long ago. Uh, but it is it's something that I think not a lot of people will look into, right? When you get your phone, you're going to need to depend on the best that your phone can do. And then, of course, get the best pair of buds that you can get. And that's going to be the limitation. Um, but I'm with you. Yes, for sure. Um, you can get the, when, if you know, then you know, and if you don't know, I think you should look for and try to try to research a little bit more on better audio. So we'll have to see how that goes. Uh, <laughs> let's see how it goes. Uh, nice one, Sam. I, I'd love a pixel, but, uh, <laughs> but the 11 is dope. Oh man. Yeah, no, I, I'm with you. The me 11 is definitely very nice. So don't get me wrong. It's something also that you need to be comfortable with, with the color science and the images that come out. Sam, if you love the camera and you love the, how the camera images come out out of the uh, Mi 11, then I think that's pretty much what's you know, making you stay there. I think Pixel is a little bit different. Uh, the color science, the color representations are different. And again, the, and it's the same thing if you jump over to Sony devices. You're not going to get the same saturation levels or the same kind of images that come out of a Sony. Sony really changes the conversation. They try to get you more involved in producing the content. Uh, where I feel like uh, Xiaomi and, and Google are still trying to do that auto process. And the science is a little bit different. So I think that's one of the reasons people stick to one brand over to others when it comes down to cameras experience, because those are the things that you always appreciate. You know how the camera quality is going to be when you're taking that video or that picture, of course. Oh, man. Oops, I think I've missed a few. Yeah, 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 yo, flack is whack. <laughs> Gary always gets me with that. Yes, flack is always going to be whack because that's going to be how it is. Once you go, once you start using higher quality audio with better headphones or, you know, like a DT7, uh, like the, the 770s, um, or even using uh, like, uh, again, uh, Juan introduced me to open back uh, concept, which is killer. It is absolutely killer to have an open back bear earbuds or headphones. 
not earbuds. But the difference obviously is you have to change the way you use them. You can't use open backs in an open environment. Everybody will be listening to what you're listening to. To top that off, if there's noise around you, it's going to deter and it's also going to degrade the quality of how the audio is played back. So there's a lot of things there. Open backs are intended for, you know, like a studio. You're sitting by yourself and you want to enjoy the music. You can turn on your tracks and enjoy it. Um, and of course, you know, El Jefe will jump into that and of course, hit us back with that one, of course, as, as well. Um, Dominic is here. Uh, so the biggest problem uh, for one is uh, it's still not easy to find decent solution for charging uh, and listening uh, to music with a single USB-C port. And that is a big challenge, right? The ability of charging. I mean, so with the exception of wireless charging, if you're able to do that, but reality is if you're listening to the music, you're connected to the phone, you're not going to be putting this on a wireless charger. Um, to this day, I think the only solution I've found that may work for, mo for some people is when you're using some things like the batteries that Zero Lemon puts out. Battery cases give you the ability of running that connector, but dual functioning. They usually have an external connection that passes through the connection to the phone. And some Zero Lemon cases uh, allow you to pass through that experience. So your phone can be charging at the same time as being able to basically use it to listen to music. So when you look at that and, and that experience, not everybody's obviously going to do that. And why connectors are not very functional, because you're, again, trying to split the connection. You'll, you'll get some resistance depending on the quality of the cable that goes um, over the sound. So it doesn't really sound as good. So you're right. It is a challenge. Um, and I, I, Apple is exactly in the same point, uh, same point, uh, boat. They don't have a secondary charger and connectors are always going to be dongles. So we'll have to see how things go. You're right. Uh, it is a challenge, especially for extended amount of time. If I'm using the Bolt, I'm definitely draining the battery a lot faster. Um, I'm also putting a lot more, uh, you know, power draw from the system. So the system's running its battery, it's driving the uh, the unit, it's powering it, and it's consistently going. So yes, battery life is always going to be a challenge. Uh, the Haifa Mensa, uh, okay, so here, let me see here real quick. So you should try the the Haifa Mensandara. Uh, it's a planner. It's a planner open back. Uh, there's <laughs> there's no looking back after that. Oh my God. Okay. You guys, <laughs> once you go flack, you can't go back. And <laughs> once you go with uh, with the the Hi-Fi Sunderman with an open back, you never. It's there's nothing after that, of course. Um, it is. It is very different. You have to try them out. Uh, I was a little bit skeptical because Juan always does these things where he'll put a package for me, and he always packages it in a very nice, uh, meticulous manner. Uh, and of course, the 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 the, the headphones themselves changed my approach to it. Um, I didn't get a chance to test them out with my helm, but for the most part, both uh, DACs were THX certified. So we kind of knew to a certain point that the experience wasn't going to be that different. It was really more dependent on the earbuds or the headphones that you're using. Uh, and for me, I think both drove it very nicely. Um, yeah, it Actually, they both worked very nicely with Tidal, which is the service that I use, and it worked very good. So yeah, I know I can see the word very good all the time. Um, Uh, TK, <laughs> I can see it in your eyes. Then planner magnetics, uh, have you <laughs> have you changed the way you experience music? TK audio, uh, uh, you know, it is, it is very, um, it's, it's different, like it's a very different, like you can hear 
the best way to explain it is so, so when you're listening to music, like, you know, if you ever go to the, uh, and this is going to sound a little bit interesting. So if you, if you go into a room and you start singing and then you go into the bathroom and you sing, you notice that obviously the environment that you're in changes the way the acoustics sound, right? The bathroom always has a little bit more echoey because of the tiles, the harder surfaces. When you go into a room with a lot of things on the wall, you notice that there's not as much bounce. Your audio, your sound kind of stops very abruptly, where if you go into an empty room, you get a little bit more of a somewhat of a softer echo. Listening to closed back air, uh, headphones and then jumping from that experience where you feel like there's cups on your ears, it changes how your sound is to going to an open back where if I shut off the music, I'm listening to everything on the outside, it changes the perception and the ability of basically enjoying content and enjoying bass at a different uh, where it's represented slightly differently. Um, the audio is still sounds really good. It actually sounds clear. It almost sounds like you're talking to somebody. Um, when I did the live stream with uh, with Jeff and uh, with um, with Juan on, I think it was it not this week it was the last week. It felt like I was talking to Juan in front of me. The audio was so good. Obviously, his mic was very good, but that experience kind of sounded like I was listening to him as if we were on a call or we're in front of each other in person. And that's the difference. When you have headphones that are on top and they're closed, it changes the audio. So this is truly like if you have a chance to try them out. Uh, with a good DAC or the good ESS DAC or actually like an external uh, portable DAC, you're definitely going to enjoy them for sure. Um, I'm with I'm with Sam uh, Sam V. Uh, let me see here real quick. Uh, also, Samuel, uh, yeah, congratulations on the Duo Two. Super excited for you. Oh, dude, where is? I, okay, did I miss it? He didn't get it yet. So yeah, we'll have to see when he gets uh, when when Sam gets his phone. Um, and I think that was really a lot of the things, the, the biggest things that kind of hit me this week. Um, the announcement on OnePlus, a little bit of a shock, but I kind of understand it. Um, I I will say that the AT from last year with the Cyberpunk Edition, not the standard AT, but the Cyberpunk Edition AT was absolutely cool. I feel like that was the right thing to do. Um, unfortunately, that was also not available in the US. It was a loan from OnePlus, so it's definitely appreciative of them letting me borrow it. Um, I do still need to put out this uh, next week uh, the video on the Nord 2. Um, I definitely will be putting out a video on the Zero X, of course, uh, and of course cover uh, some more of the, the news coming out. Um, so sadly, no iPhone coverage, no additional iPhone coverage on my channel, uh, with the exception of something that is very. I don't know if you guys have seen this. I want to show. I want to show this to you guys uh, because it is very, very, very unique, uh, and I think a lot of people will, will enjoy seeing this. So we're going to put this on here. So. I know there's a lot of stands. There's a lot of things that we've done in the past. And let me see here. Da, da, da. I want to put this on the phone so that we can check it out. So I'm going to put it actually on the here on the Infinix, the Zero Pro. So this, uh, it's basically a couple of magnetics. To it. it's, it's a little bit of a magnet uh, kind of that goes on in the back. But uh, it's in reference to this little guy. This is a stand. It's a very small stand made by a company called Magic Stand. And I did a video for them. And it's going to be a video this week, hopefully. I wanted to show you guys a little bit of what that looks like is how would you how would you like it if you were able to get a stand that did this so you, you're looking at the phone right now but look at the angles look at the angles of this phone like seriously i can angle it to the level that i want uh if i wanted to like here let me go ahead and push the buttons here and kind of bring bring i need to bring it back it needs to be on a flat surface i guess so here we'll bring it down but seriously, the ability of having it at any angle you want, if you want to basically bring it up, 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 you want to have it this way, watch a movie. And if you want to have it fully flat, straight, 
<laughs> per, uh, 90 degrees angle to the ground. Absolutely great. And of course, when you're done with it, you just basically close it and it just goes down. And this thing is extremely thin. Like seriously, look, and when it closes, it's literally almost paper thin. Uh, and you can probably not even see it like right next to the phone. So you can kind of see it right there. Let me see if I can get it in there. Very, very thin, very nice uh, by Magic Stand. So that's the new thing that I'm going to be checking out uh, and showcasing on the channel. Uh, it, it definitely uses magnets on the back. It actually works both ways. So you're able to basically put it um, both horizontally and vertically, but I mounted it this way for you guys to see. So that's going to be one of the other videos coming out um, and potentially another, com there's a whole bunch of things coming out. So I'm, I'm trying to make sure um, kind of things to keep it uh, uh, interesting. Um, but yeah, extremely, like you can barely, like here, if I make it sideways, it is super thin. Like it disappears almost in the frame uh, and it expands to the point where it's seriously like, like the mechanism here is just crazy good. Um, they make one for laptops, which works really nice. So you can actually get a, a nice incline to your laptop. Uh, but this is crazy. It's crazy good. So yeah, definitely very, very good. Um, so with that being said, I know we're, I'm kind of almost at that time with, uh, oh, uh, so Steve is asking is, is it sticky? So the, the material that they include in here or the, the pad that they include in the package is a sticky pad. So yeah, it does stick to the back of the phone. It does need to be on the back. It is, um, basically colorless. So you can see like through here, you can see the word Infinix. You can see the word and it does actually sit there. Uh, and I, I should not have the, uh, done this, but I think you, you, you're not really supposed to cut it up. But let me show you what I mean. Is So you remove the second piece. It, it actually comes off as a one piece, but I'll show you what I mean. So here, as so I put it in. So now you have more of a, a basically, oops, sorry, let me go do this way. So you have basically a, a configuration set up where you're able to use it on your phone in both formats. So I can actually just put it on in here. So you can just basically... right? And then you can remove the phone and then use it. Uh, the biggest thing that I would probably say is it, it does not work with cases. So you need to have it where your phone is not in a case, uh, or you can technically leave the magnets on, put the phone in a case. And when you want to use it with this, you remove it out of the case. That's going to be that functional thing. That's about the only thing that I would probably say that's a little bit different than what you, uh, what I was originally expecting. So let me put this in here. Da, da, da. We'll put that back in here. So uh, yeah, Magic Stand M. Uh, it is, I think, if I'm not mistaken, currently available on Amazon. Uh, but I'll try to see if I can push that video hopefully early, um, if not Monday, but definitely by Tuesday. Uh, sorry for skipping uh, skipping uh, the familiarities, but really, okay, I'm going. I'm doing okay. Classes. Oh, okay. So hold on. Yeah, um, doing okay. Uh, my Sony and Anchor and Anchors uh, have less uh, vibrant sound than wired. Uh, might have to uh, test them out, definitely, for sure. Uh, okay. NA is jumping in with uh, the cancellation of the 9T, the Galaxy Note. Uh, thanks, chip shortage. Uh, one of, uh, uh, so, okay. On one side, they will miss the good ones uh, like the Note. On the other side, we won't, we won't see one th thousands of devices with the same specs from same manufacturers. Um, it, you're right. To a certain point, there is a certain, you know, do you really need another device with this, roughly the same specifications? It's not about that. For for the most part, for me, I feel like the shortage is affecting devices. But the fact is, some of the rumors or some of the leaks that we're seeing right now is there could be a potential where this, the note is no longer coming back. I think that to a certain point, or at least the note as we know it, 
Uh, the design for the S22 Ultra, at least for some of the leaks that they're showing, uh, potentially looks like is a very much as a note with uh, without having the you know the note moniker. So to a certain point, I think 2021 was a very big indicator that the S21 Ultra was the Note 21 Ultra for, for this year. It's just that's why Samsung didn't release a Note. They're like we already kind of released it. Not much we could change in that conversation. But uh, we're hoping for more or better conversations from them next year and next year and see how things go. Um, it is that time of the, uh, the chat, the time of the show where we do our hashtag TK Bay. If you guys are new to the show, you haven't had a chance to check it out. Um, it's the time where we start throwing these things in to, to help showcase some of the some of the commenters and the viewers and the, and, the, and the friends that we have here on the chat. Um, so if you can check it out, you'll start seeing some people dropping some of the hashtag TK Bay. Um, and of course, we'll start focusing on that as we kind of start to wrap up the show a little bit. We are at about the uh, an hour and 20 minutes uh, mark of the show uh, of the show. Um, so Aditya, so I think Aditya and, uh, and ER is having a little conversation. Help all as well. And, uh, the momentum wireless three, but, um, but they returned, uh, okay. So they returned as they were too heavy, uh, uh, over 300 grams, the 500, the five fifties two. Oh, nice. Uh, are around 225 and are perfect balance for me. So you, that was another thing you want to keep in mind with earbuds or headphones. You want to get the right ear headphones that sit. The DT770s actually are very nice, and they're also definitely uh, lighter than three uh, on the weight when you're using them. Uh, the cushioning that they have on them are big enough on the cups that are basically sit around your ear, so they don't push around it and put any pressure. So it's one of those things you appreciate a little bit more. Uh, and with that being said, again, uh, very excited to see the Infinix uh, X. Sorry, the, the Infinix Zero X Pro. Uh, with um, all of the specifications. Again, this is a UK design model with 4G, no, no 5G support. But I feel like the compromises or not compromises, the tailored experience that we get here is again, made specifically to, to fit this device. Um, I This is my second Infinix that I get a chance to play with. So I'm definitely looking forward to being impressed. Uh, the X uh, the XE25 are a very nice pair of buds uh, that are, <laughs> they're literally, they're wireless buds that fit very nicely. You easily remove them very quickly. And then when you put them on, they magnetically clamp. So nothing to open. You just literally, your earbuds are there waiting for you to use. But a built-in 2000 milliampere power, power bank that enables us to actually, uh, obviously, uh, charge our device from them is going to be amazing. That's an amazing feature. You don't have to worry about having a power bank with you outside. If you're running low on your phone, you just need to make sure that you have a USB-C to C cable and you can definitely charge your phone. Um, you can probably buy one of those short, maybe uh, three, uh, like a, maybe three inch, four inch cables, that, like small enough that you can keep in your pocket. Uh, and it'll always be a nice little uh, pickup whenever you're in a situation and you need to you know, char charge up your phone. Um, obviously not going to be the fastest charging capabilities, but definitely very nice. Um, the other videos that I posted this week did kind of uh, decently. Um, on Monday, we put out a video about you know returning the Z Flip 3 and why I ended up going to return that device. Um, and then with the other phone we posted, it was obviously about the brand new guy, the uh, the uh, the E10, the Sony ZV1 E10, uh, that is now part of the camera setup here. Um, it's we're still keeping it Sony, uh, but it's definitely very very nice. Uh, and the last video we posted yesterday was about the dome glass uh, class protectors for the outside on the Fold 3 cases. Um, replacement for the for the protector on the Z Fold and Z uh, Z Flip on the brand new ones is definitely a very nice thing. Uh, and I also want to say thanks to Josh Quinones for helping me out. Uh, he let me borrow some of his content, some of his footage from his video, because he decided to change it on his device on the Z Fold 2 or the Z Fold 3. 
Um, and it looked absolutely as, as good, if, if not as good as the one we had before, even better. So uh, those are the things going on. But let's go ahead and start jump, double jumping in into the TK section. We'll go ahead and feature that. Um, and you're gonna and you're gonna be really interested uh, in this one. the The way we do this was something that we stumbled on by coincidence when I was trying to share my screen. Um, and it ended up becoming part of the show. And we do this roughly at about 100 an hour uh, and one hour 15, an hour and 20 minutes, uh, kind of helping us kind of, you know, bring the the show into uh, <laughs> into the, into into kind of closure, I guess, for a better way of saying that. So we'll go ahead and share our screen. We're going to share and ooh, right there. So with that being said, I want to say first and foremost, obviously, thank you for everybody for hanging out with us. Uh, we'll start it off with Greg. Greg, as always, thank you very much. TKception, always nice. Um, ER Ibrahim, thank you very much. Appreciate it, my friend. Uh, of course, Steve Desroches, TKBayception. Tkception. Jeff, thank you very much. TKception. Aditya, the man, the Mr. Cumberbatch of the show. TKception, TKR Bay, TK Super Saiyan. I, I really always appreciate it. TK Proud Father Bay, uh, thank you very much. And it is definitely very exciting to be able to kind of go back to some sense of normalcy, uh, which is always, always nice. Uh, Hans, thank you very much in there. TK, hope Apple releases an Android iPhone. I, guys, remember, I think at one point there was a way, uh, I forgot where when it was done, um, but somebody was able to boot Android on an iPhone in a browser. And I forgot what, what when was that done. Reality at the end of the day, Apple will be Apple and Android would be Android. Uh, I think the fact that Android is pretty much a good option to be available in the market for us to be have that much competition in that one ecosystem is the fact that that's the, how we that's how we're always going to win. Uh, because at the end of the day, when we look at it, we have more options, more devices, more ecosystem, more functionality, more customizations, and of course, uh, an ever expanding ecosystem now. That Samsung is kind of playing ball a little bit more, especially when it comes down to wearables. We're, we're seeing Android Wear on Samsung watches, which is, again, even better for everybody. Uh, Dominic Wan, thank you very much, man. TKception, TK Alpha Bay, TK Sony Bay. Definitely feels like a TK Sony Bay. And uh, by the way, if you guys don't know, um, so Juan Carlos just tweeted out, uh, I'm sure most of you guys do. So Juan just posted online uh, that he's going to be working with Video Maker as well as Sony uh, to do some of their content. This is something that I'm very happy and very proud to hear my, my buddies doing it. Uh, I had a chance to work with them earlier in the year, and he's getting a chance to work with them again. Uh, and of course, absolutely banging. So I, I will be tuning in. If you guys haven't had to check it out, uh, please look up uh, Juan on, over on Twitter. Um, oh, and then uh, ER1980, hey man, TKception, T Infinix, uh, the Infinix Zero X Pro, EU USB-C for the wins, the Z Flip 3 return, of course. Uh, Russ, thank you very much. TKception, TK, 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 TK to Infinix and beyond. Man, appreciated. Dan, always nice to see you, man. Hope you're doing well. TK Infinix to beyond, of course. Sam, always have, always nice to have you on the chat, man. Hope you're doing well. Uh, and of course, let us know how's the zucchini bread. I, every time I, I used to watch your show, I loved it when you jumped in. We're talking about, hold on, let me go get some zucchini bread. So very, very nice. ER1980, ER of course, thank you very much for everybody. Uh, of course, thanks to Aditya and Matt Tyler for helping me out and uh, moderating the chat and, of course, helping out with the channel as well. Thank you very much, guys. Uh, everybody is always always humble. I'm always humbled to, to see you guys hang out and, and kick it with us here uh, on the show. And of course, with Juan, uh, Monday morning, Juan did promise a new show, a new cooking show. Uh, I'm going to be tuning in to see if he actually stays on, on that path. And if he does, I will definitely try and whatever recipe he's dishing out uh, for us. Uh, but other than that, I hope you're doing well. I hope you stay well. 
connect and uh, kind of get in touch with some of your friends and family and make sure you are connecting with friends and families that you haven't seen for some time. And I'm sure they'll be very appreciative of hearing from you. So until next Saturday, be good. I'll see you guys next Saturday. I'll see you, of course, in the chat with uh, Juan Carlos on Monday and the best of our week next Thursday for another episode. And of course, the Saturday morning with tech. Take care, be nice, and I will see you in the next one. Bye-bye for now.